Hello, this is Will Hardy with Man Talk Radio. We are all about breaking down the walls of race and denomination. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few minutes. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Network podcast. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are very glad that you're with us today. And, you know, I was excited. I thought we were going to have pretty much everybody back, you know, that's here on a weekly basis. And then Andy bailed at the last minute. Can you guys believe that? It was. I mean, it was like he just flew in from what? What state? St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. That, well, the state would be Missouri. State Missouri. <laughs> I thought we'd get a little more specific. Okay. It's kind of like it's in the and, New and Testament. He lives in Boone, and he just was enough to drive it all the way over here and then drive back to Boone. And I, it's unthinkable. <laughs> well, he just, he, he just came from Charlotte. It wasn't like it was that far away. But his arms are really tired from they're, flying in. They are. You know, I mean, <laughs> Wayne drove from like a lot further than that to get here. I'm just saying. Oh, he really did? Yeah. He came from Virginia. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother state. Yeah. <laughs> you want to name a city in that state? <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, if we could pronounce Ararat properly. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> With the, Nor- the Virginia version or the North Carolina version. Yeah, I can't say either one, actually. I think it's Wainton. Wainton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just south of Waynesville. Waynesville. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Waynesville. <laughs> yeah. It's the birthplace of Jeb Stewart. That's what it, it is. really is. He's let what maybe two miles from there. I don't know who Jeb Stewart is. He was born in Virginia. Okay, barely. We're going way (laughs) off track. Yeah, no, I know I'm not finding life in this part. I'm just saying. So, Jim, this is your topic this week, and I actually am saying it to the right person for the right reason. It is your topic, and it is what brings us to life. And one of mine after that is uh, studying history, particularly the War of Northern Aggression. Okay, okay. A little wicked political turn there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Just, you know who won the war. Anyway, we'll just keep going. <laughs> you think it's over? A scoreboard. Scoreboard. Just look at the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four score a lot of years ago. <laughs> just saying. Anyway, uh, the topic, what makes you come alive, and obviously joking with each other makes us come alive, and that's why you hear us do it. Oh, uh, every week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much every week. And picking so. on who's not here. That's good. Andy, I hope you feel loved. Yeah, we picked on you a little bit last week. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 You actually did. Yeah, you said some good stuff to us. And it was surprising. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to the topic. Jim, help us understand what you mean by where do you find life? What makes you come alive? You know, help, help the listeners understand, uh, you know, what you're thinking with that. When this topic came to me, my wife and I were on vacation up in the mountains away from most reception and just loving to be in God's creation. And that brought me to life. I mean, I felt like I could breathe once I got 
above 2,000 elevation. And that is one of my joys, and that's what had me think of this topic. And from that point, I realized there's so many things that both kill my heart and bring it to life. And uh, I wanted to focus on the things that each of, and it's different for different people, although some things we do share in common. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about and see in my brothers tonight. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Robbie, you have the actual first clip, so if you want to set that up. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, from a movie called The Good Dinosaur. And as soon as uh, I heard the topic, like what makes me come to life, anybody that knows me, just the thought of boot camp in any way, shape, or form, you know, brings it to life. And like in, in any camp, right, one of the scenes that's classic is the campfire scene. And we have Wayne, who's, you know, does his Wayne's wildfire experience. And I got to tell you, when I think back to some of the classic campfire discussions, especially the last boot camp with corn. Uh, and some of the stories that get told. And so here we have some dinosaurs. They've had some some wounding, which has a lot to do with boot camp. And now they've got scars. And so like all men, they, they're going to compare their scars. A- and the young man there has got a little lesson to learn on fear. That's a good one. Going to scar up real good. That's nothing. Look at this. I run into 15 outlaw stegos. They're all bigger than me and meaner than me. What happened? Fought them off, of course. Was winning, too. Then one gets his dang spiky tail stuck in my foot and pulls. Whoa. Still can't feel my toes. Which comes in handy when you're kicking piles of bullshit. She's jealous. Jealous? Once, a stampede of longhorns was coming right at me, but my tail was stuck between a rock and a hard place. I was dead for sure. So I chewed the dang thing off! Who does that? <laughs> Nobody does that! That was You're crazy! One. I'm surprised you don't have one right across your face. Butch, how'd you get your scar? I don't know if you're ready for that story. I can take it. Oh, yeah, you gotta tell him, Pop. That's a good one. It was a hundred degrees in the shade. I walked for five days with no water. Then I saw it, a pretty pond. I bent down to take a drink when these crocs launched out of the water. One croc bit me on the face. Ain't no way I wasn't at supper, except for one thing. I wasn't ready for dying that day. I bit one croc in half, tail whipped the other, and the last one, well, I drowned that croc in my own blood. Whoa. Dang! Oh, look, look. Gives me little gooses every time. I love that story. You guys would have liked my papa. He wasn't scared of anything. I'm done being scared. Who said I'm not scared? But you took on a croc. And I was scared doing it. If you ain't scared of a croc biting you on the face, you ain't alive. Listen, kid, you can't get rid of fear. It's like Mother Nature. You can't beat her or outrun her. But you can get through it. You can find out what you're made of. Yeah, so... And there's so many things in that clip that relate to boot camp. And, and I really, you know, it's just really neat that we have this two times a year. Like, we get ready, and we got one coming up in November. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot about that that has to do with fear. There's a lot that has to do with wounding and scars. 
But, but then there's a great deal of finding out that you have what it takes. And in order to find out if you have what it takes, you got to be tested. And, you know, that's in that scene. And part of the test, as far as I'm concerned, is you're sitting there listening right now, right? Is are you willing to go on that adventure with God and sign up for a boot camp and see if you can go there and find more of your heart because that's the whole deal he, he wants you to live with a whole heart when i uh, when you brought up this topic jim you know uh, boot camp came actually to mind and it was one of my first boot camps actually my very first boot camp in colorado and john shared the uh, quote from uh, howard thurman right and it says don't ask yourself what the world needs ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go do that because what the world needs is people that have come alive Right, And it was a very monumental thing for me because it made me really focus on what are the things that make me come alive you know, at that point in my life. Because I think these are sometimes a seasonal thing. Yeah, there's some things that make you come alive your whole life. right? But then there's also things that I think God has it in a season. You know, In my first season of, of this, I came back from my first boot camp and, and uh, started a youth uh, movie Bible study. We called it. And we always had the same questions. Where did you see God in this movie? You know, who was the God character? Who was the Satan character? You know, just stuff that simple from boot camp, and the kids loved it. You know, and it was for that season, it was such a great time for me. My girls were in youth. You were able to do that. And that season passed, you know, and then it, but it went to another season, which ended up leading into, you know, boot camps and the things that we do now. But God was just making those things come alive at different times for me. And coming alive to me is is really more of a state of mind and heart than it is what you're going through. Uh, adventures have always thrilled me, and I'm good watching them on TV now where I lived a lot more of them years ago. But it's it is always – there's always something to learn. There's always something to experience. And the only ones that really matter are the ones that are coming from God. And that is obviously our focus here, but it really needs to be the focus of what brings us to life. Because we go after a lot of things that just kill us. Yeah, and I think some of those things the enemy's good at masking to make you feel like you get life initially, right? You know, why do you guys get hooked on pornography? Because at some level, it feels like there's some glimpse of life there, of one sort or another. You know, however you want to call that, but there's death that comes from it. This, this is what we're talking about when, when God helps you find things that bring you to life, adventures with him, those different things, things that he lays on your heart for ministry. One of the things that hit me in Robbie's clip is fear. It can go either way. It can let you experience that you do have what it takes. It can have you fighting the good battle and coming out on top like Sam did. We'll go call him Sam. I love Sam Elliott, so that was a hook for me. But it also can, fear can put you in a hole where you're not really living. You're just, you're breathing, but you're no longer alive. And I, I think we see that a lot in our society right now. And that breaks my heart. Yeah, it's uh, going to kind of change uh, gears on you here, Jim, just a little bit. Um, got a 55-second clip I want to go ahead and 
play real quick. But it's on the topic of fear. Uh, Keith, do we have 55 seconds? No, we do not. So we'll do it later on in the show. Uh, but we'll talk about it. So for those of you that haven't talking, talking? What a great word. I, I'm a wordsmith today. For those of you that have not spoken yet, what, uh, what uh, in this topic, Rodney, kind of speaks to you? Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> I, had a, I had a great trouble trying to figure out what made me come alive because there is no like one thing other than Jesus. That's the easy, obvious answer. And when I hear a great sermon or I hear some great podcasts and I think about God in a different way and our boot camps, when God comes alive differently to me than he ever has before, those things make me come alive. Um, but that, those moments <clears throat> in regular life that can make me come alive just vary so much. A lot of it's with family, doing just regular family things that are traditional that we always do when the family gets together to something that's very mundane and never think about. And all of a sudden, you have that little God moment or that little spark that just comes up and says, oh, Lord, thank you for that because I wasn't expecting that. Thank you, Rodney. In the uh, break time, why don't you go and register at MasculineJourney.org for the boot camp coming up in November 18th through the 21st. What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp, basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days purpose for God to come after and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Fall Boot Camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to MasculineJourney.org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. So, Jim, that was uh, your bump. So if you want to tell us a little bit about it. Well, it is my bump. It's not normally my genre. But if you want to hear a really great version of that, come hear my daughter sing it at our church sometime. It, it is, it's one of the more modern ones that really does move me, and that's one, and that's part of it. You know, we are, we do come alive. We are dry bones. I'm feeling drier and bonier than ever in my life, but uh, he, we can come alive in him, and that's, that's good. really what brings me to life. Plus, it was a real easy search. You look for come alive, and it pops right up there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much in the lyrics there, the chorus. Um, you want to tell us about your clip that you want to play here? Yeah, the clip will probably be shorter than the setup, mm-hmm. but we've had a Rod, excuse me, a uh, bunch of those in not too recent history. I guess that was three or four weeks ago. We were picking on him. I was picking on him for 
that because he went longer than I did after I rambled like I am now. Yeah. But this <laughs> <laughs> this is it, it is from Butterfly Circus. It's about a twenty one or two minute movie that everybody should pull up on YouTube and watch. But this clip is the circus master who is showing all of the circus performers your the what you're seeing up front you're not seeing because this is radio but it's them dancing and doing all of their strengths and showing what they can do that's pretty amazing stuff and then he comes over and talks to the new fella in the circus who has no arms and no legs and he has been a a freak show and you will hear what the old guy would say about him when he was introducing him and this is really about it doesn't matter what you're coming from it's what you're going to that gives you life yeah and there's a little bit of a change over in the middle of it and it's where they've been showing their backstory right you know, there's it, a skipped area where right. you're seeing that all of them had terrible times until they found their glory in the circus Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, what this world needs is a little wonder. Splendid, isn't it? The way they move, full of strength, color, and praise. They're astounding. But you? Girls from birth. A man, if you can call him that, will God himself turn his back upon. Stop it! Why would you say that? Because you believe it. But if you could only see the beauty that can come from ashes. <laughs> but they're different from me. Yes. You do have an advantage. The greater the struggle, the more glorious the triumph. Now, Jim, in this this clip, you have the circus master that plays the god character, right? And, and from without without the right context, what he said can sound extremely mean. Oh, it it was well, and then Jesus did that. He would say exactly what you're thinking about yourself, and it would come across mean. You know, do you really want to be healed? Well, of course we all do. But he believed that about himself. And as long as we're stuck in that self-image of, you know, I'm not going to amount to anything. I don't, you know, nothing gets me excited anymore. If you're in that place, you've get definitely got no problems greater than what this man did certainly not physically and he had it emotionally and spiritually he thought he was useless and having that directed back at him because that was what the previous freak show guy had said introducing him and he'd get spit on and all kinds of awful things that happened and he accepted that he bought into the lie that he had nothing to give and if you have Stop it. Yeah, and that's where, you know, in loving kindness, God does step in. He will. Right, and he has to break through that so you can see that there is hope on the other side of that. The uh, 
I guess I'll jump into it quickly now. But I've had an experience this week with a cousin that doesn't really know God because he's been on the opposite end of the scale. He's very successful. He's everything he's ever tried to do, he accomplished. But right now he is living in fear of and has rejected me because of vaccination status, which to me is just sad. I mean, I the vaccine, vaccine may be a great thing. I don't know. And that was my point. I don't know. But he condemned me because of that. And he is holed up in his nice house in Charlotte and not living. Mm. And that broke my heart. Yeah, it definitely can do that. You know, it, it's hard to be in that place. Danny, you have some thoughts today? Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the microphone phone keeps coming over here, so yeah, I thought about this topic, and and you know, the uh, in kind of a tough spot in life, and um, dealing with a lot of death and death that's coming, and just lost a father-in-law and losing a mother. But I thought about a, about a story. Forgive me. Where, you know, communion means something to me. I was blessed to go on a, an Emmaus walk. And we did communion a different way. And, you know, having come out of addictions and thought I was living, Jim, you know, living it up, so to speak. But I was dying on the inside and come through this journey, this amazing journey God's had me on. And um, we did communion, and, you know, I didn't know whether God loved me or not. But when I stood up, hard to explain, but when I stood up, another guy hugged me. I didn't ever see his face at that moment, but it was literally the arms of Jesus. And I knew I was loved. And that's life, to know you're loved. Well, thank you, Danny. I appreciate that. Um, Jim, if you want to play the last clip, you should probably set it up so we can talk about it. The, well, I was actually going to do that in the second part of the show, but oh, we can well, do that now. No, we can do it in the second part of the show. I'm easy. Right, no, I did want to say that I was very appreciative, and I don't know why we've never done it before, but Danny did have us doing communion before the show. And in church services... That is a focal point for me, actually experiencing God in a very real way. And so that meant a lot to me and want to thank you for that tonight, Danny. And and I do identify. And that is the time I come to life. Anytime there's an encounter that's a God encounter, that's, that is a living moment. And those are dwarf everything else in my life that's been fun but and I'm a fun loving guy but the experiences that have been with God both heartbreaking and joyful are much better than the happy little episodes we seek sometimes to our own detriment yeah I think we're going to find you know as we talk um, the rest of this show out and through the next show that it's uh, it is those times with God whether it's an individual adventure or a collective adventure, right, that we're doing together. You know, there's some things that we'll share in the after hours that we all kind of have the same kind of story. 
you know, we all like the outsides, and, you know, being in the wilderness kind of thing in different ways. You know, and then we're going to have some unique ways that God really takes us on an adventure as well. Wayne, I just pointed at you because you're looking at me. <laughs> you're the one talking. Yeah. I'm looking in your, yeah, your direction. Uh, um, so I didn't really get to talk about what brings me alive you know, in the begin in, in our green room session there. But, um, yeah, I've gotten to do a lot of things in life. I was a bull rider. I rode motocross. I've raced cars. I've, I've, I'm kind of like Jim's you know, cousin who could achieve anything that I put my mind to. And, and I, I, my answer is the only one I know now, and it's to walk in the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. I've had more adventures in the last seven years than any of that combined. And, uh, the joy that that's brought me. I mean, the things that he, he has me do, yeah, fear is involved because – what I'm learning is if, if if you think you're hearing Father call you to something and you can do it on your own, it's probably not him. Um, he, he asks us to step out in things that require our faith in him, and and, um, and it has. It is taking me on some amazing adventures. I've, I've been without a job for uh, a year and a half now. Um, you know, no no income, no no help from Uncle Sam, you know, none of that stuff. This is me trusting totally on Father. And in the midst of that there's been struggles there's been hurts there's been pain i haven't gotten it all right every time um but that's part of the learning experience and and the growing in faith and 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 learning that he is here with us and so for me the the greatest part of and it's kind of like what you talked about it um danny it's my heart is for others to know that he loves them and that they can hear his voice that he wants a relationship with you he doesn't require a man on a stage every Sunday to reach your heart if you'll listen. Mm-hmm. He does, He uses us. We're all we're all donkeys that he rides the back of, right? He rides us into town. And he uses our voices from time to time to, to to love on each other. But he wants a relationship with you. It even says in Scripture there'll be a day when if a man comes up to you and prophesies, you'll stone him to death because you'll hear from Father on your own. Um, and that's that's his desire for us. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's where we live from, or, or where we should live from. Um, wow, that's a lot to chew on. You asked? Good. No, I did. Ask. That was good. It, it's got a lot for me to ponder there. Yeah. Um, no, the, those adventures with God there are the, the way that it is. And, and when we go into the after hours, we're going to talk more about specifically where He has us today. Right in this area, everybody but Rodney, because he's still figuring it out. <laughs> I'm teasing Rodney now. Uh, but please consider coming to the boot camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. I know we talk about it a lot, and we talk about it a lot because it's so impactful. You know, I can't even count the number of them I've been to, and every one of them have been unique, and every one of them God has had something for me. And I can promise you, I don't know what that is for you, but I can promise you, he has something there for you. So go register at masculinejourney.org for the upcoming boot camp November 18th through the 21st. And join us for the after hours. You can download it at any podcast location. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.